Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It's Wednesday, June 29th. Got my notes in front of me. Um, God, I've got a long note. <laughs> um, Jim Cramer likes Nike and Starbucks. Nike, Starbucks, and Disney all down. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, just a, a note, kind of reading this morning, July 4th weekend. I think July 4th is Monday. Um, Andrew Sorkin is in a vest. <laughs> Not a good look this morning uh, from Aspen. Andrew, sweater, vest. Not not a sweater and vest, but he's got a brown sweater, black vest. Whoever advised him on his, it, it looks like he lost his luggage. Speaking of lost luggage, again, this weekend is the travel weekend nightmare. Um, I, I, I saw that Tesla is uh, routing some mobile uh, superchargers out in California, preparing for this weekend. Um, I decided to not drive this weekend. I was going to do a road trip up to New Jersey, spend a couple of weeks up there. I'll probably put it off and maybe drive uh, next week to New Jersey to try and uh, fill that destination. But um, uh, Delta announced you can reschedule your flight completely uh, fair and, and, and fee-free for this weekend. What a freaking nightmare they're expecting. That, that, a company does, like Delta does not do that. Unless there is some nightmare. They're having um, a protest by their pilots uh, this weekend uh, for the lack of a contract. My neighbor is a uh, Delta pilot, and he said they were in negotiations. There is no way. Delta should have... uh, (laughs) There's a provision in, in most union contracts for inflation. And as inflation has gone up, Delta has cost them thousand millions of dollars in this pilot negotiation because as you know just employees they want to be paid for inflation well inflation's at nine ten twelve percent so i i don't blame union leaders for holding out for inflation um you know the 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 contract's been going on long enough that 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 Hey, I, I, I commend everybody who, for negotiating the best contract, but that one shot you in the foot. Um, but again, if, if they are allowing people to change with no fees and no fair changes, so essentially, if you can get on a flight uh, and schedule that flight, um, there's no fair changes for this weekend. That's crazy. Crazy. Uh, it just kind of goes to show you that... Um, we're in for one hell. Don't buy Delta stock. Don't buy travel stock. Even Tesla, I think, is going to have some bad news over this weekend because um, I was at the dealership yesterday. What's ironic is, um, again, it's under 700. If you didn't sell at 750, like I said, uh, 
you know, hold on to it, I would say. Maybe buy some more. Uh, it's at 694 right now. Uh, I was at the dealership yesterday. There were a ton of cars there um, waiting to be delivered. There were, uh, was nobody delivering cars. We showed up. We couldn't find a delivery specialist. This is in Kennesaw. Uh, we had to go into the back where there was an office of about 10 people sitting on computers, probably responding to emails. Um, I hope they were and not playing solitaire, but uh, I think they were responding to emails, but we had to track somebody down. Um, we were there at 1130 for a 12 o'clock delivery, and it took all of a half hour to get somebody to help us. Not that they were scheduled to help somebody, but it seems like maybe they were on lunch and coming back from lunch. I don't know. Just seemed like there was not a lot of uh, help to be given. Uh, there were a lot of cars sitting there waiting for delivery, not people showing up for deliveries. Um, I had my car delivered in 2018. I can re remember the delivery showroom being an absolute nightmare with the amount of people kind of hanging out, waiting for their deliveries, excited, blah, blah, blah. There was no excitement. There was no rah, rah. Hey, here's your car. Accept it in the app. Give me your check. That was it. So. Uh, I, I, I do think the end of this month, uh, Elon has been gone. I, I don't expect this to be a rah-rah quarter where, oh my God, we blew it out. He's already let people know that financially, uh, Berlin and Texas are, are draining resources. So under $700, buy it. Uh, I don't think we're at a bottom yet. Let me look at the algorithm real quick. I have the algorithm up on ArcG. I'm going to talk about that one too. But Tesla, um, you're not out of it yet. The MACD is crossing down, uh, but you are not out of it yet. Again, it's under this buy at 727, um, which I said, hey, you could buy it at 727. I think it's going up, uh, but I, I definitely said sell at 750. Um, the RSI is at 48, so we're not done going down. Their earnings are coming out on July 25th. Um, but the catalyst, I believe, is going to be July 1st or 2nd, um, which is the weekend, I believe. Let's see. Is, is Friday? Friday's July 1st. There's a possibility. I think they do release um, delivery stats on the 1st of every month. They might delay it until Tuesday or Monday, July 4th, if it's bad. Um, I don't know, but I wouldn't expect anything outrageously crazy on this one. Uh, since I had ArcG up, let's take a look at ArcG. Uh, it is crossing, uh, it's not crossing down, but it's probably gonna cross down. Again, $30 was the buy. I kind of said, take your 10% at 33, 34, um, you know, take your money and run. It's on its way down now. You're at 32. Uh, the RSI is at 53. That MACD is crossing over. Um, you're going to see this one go down. Uh, ARC-F is up 2% in the pre-market. Uh, ARC-F has a buy-in at 15. Um, this one is at 16.89 in the pre-market. Um, you had this one all the way up near 17. So you didn't quite make your 10%. Um, the MACD is gonna cross down but the RSI is at 46 this one's kind of a hey if you want to hold on to it I think you're going back down to probably 14 
Um, but if you want to hold on to it for a little bit, you can maybe take your profits and run. Uh, we're heading into a holiday weekend. The market is going to be closed on a, on Monday. So I, again, I, I would take your profits and run on this kind of thing. Um, let's see what else is in, since I'm looking over my portfolio, Devin, Devin, good. Uh, I posted on Twitter, um, Devin, there's a ton of insider sales. Um, June 14th, let's kind of look at this one. I'm going to open this one up. Um, you have Williams, Valerie Williams, who's a director, sold 7,000 shares on June 14th. Um, June 13th, you had a sale of 2,151,000 uh, by another director. Um, you had a bunch of awards in June. But you've had um, Clay Casper, who's their EVP and COO, th- sold 30,000 shares in May. You've had a bunch of insider selling. Um, what this particular article said is that there was an analyst who cut earnings, but they still had an $80 price target on this one. So, Devin, if we take a look at this one, we had a MACD cross up yesterday at $58.64. I've been screaming, buy this one at $54, $53, um, $55. You had a MACD cross up. The RSI is at 41. There's no reason to sell it right now. Um, I don't see any reason for it to necessarily go down, but it is at $60.40. If you have some profits, maybe take them. I think it's heading for that 200-day, which is at 61, um, and I think it regains that. Do I think it goes to 80? Probably not. That MACD is super, super low. On this four-hour chart, that MACD has not been down this low. Uh, actually, since, let me go back to, let me go back to the daily to see where the MACD is. Uh, again, the four-hour reacts a little sooner. Your RSI is at 39 on this one. <clears throat> that MACD has never been that this low. Oh, God, I'm going all the way back to 2020. You know when it was this low? COVID, when it was trading for $5 a share. So um, I, I think you have more upside on this one. Their earnings are coming up on August 1st. So it's not like it's coming up overnight, but <clears throat> that's a good one. Um, let's talk about the markets yesterday. And uh, let's talk about SPY. So the, the S&P, just kind of like going back to my um, initial comments, I think earlier this week, I think when we broke the 3,800 last week and we went to 3,900 on the S&P, I said, hey, we're outside of the trading range. Doesn't mean that we're soaring higher. Uh, I think 3,800 was the, the 3,000 to 3,800 was where I said, hey, we're going to trade. I still say that. We are at um, 3,821. I think today winds up a down day. I could be wrong because the futures turned up a little bit a while ago, um, and it's looking a little bit more positive, but I do think we either wind up flat, slightly up, or, or down today. I, I don't think it's a big day, um, and by the way, when I say that, boom, <laughs> buy your TQQQ, um, but I, I, I do think we have more downside than, than upside. Uh, the upside, I just don't see it. I, I know we're in an oversold bounce. I mean, that's essentially where we're at. Do we see another bounce from an oversold one? Maybe, um, but I, I think we go down to three thousand. Um, Fed Meister, the the Fed, uh, her I forget her, Lauren Meister. Um, she's a uh, Fed voting uh, uh, chair. 
she essentially said, hey, we're in for a 75-point rate increase in July as well. If you think that's priced into the market, great. You know, Kudos to you. I don't. I, I think the market sees another downturn in a 3,500 on the S&P. Um, now, I, I, I don't think that you know, the market's not expecting it. I just think you're seeing a trading range. And I think with all of the bad news, any bad news that the market takes, you're seeing algos trade. You're seeing kind of trades around this thing. Um, Google, by the way, um, down at 2240, set the 22 handle, buy this one all day long. I'm telling you, the closer you get to 2000, the more you should be pouring into this one. Um, if I had money, I'd be pouring more money into this one for the long term. I'm unfortunately in a situation where a lot of my long-term money is already allocated. So I don't have it. I have short-term money and I'm not willing to put it in short-term money into Google. I'll put that into energy. I'll put that into some of these recovery plays like um, Baba um, and things of that sort. But again, Google, I, I told my parents, my parents are long-term investors. They're not traders. Buy Google. They're, they're up like 5 6% since I told them. Uh, I think it was back in the, the end of May where I told them, I said, it's close to 2,000. I said, don't try and time it below 2,000. Just when you get to 20 handle, buy it. Um, so. I, I do think XBXU at 3,800 um, is your play. Uh, SBXU, let me look. Uh, why did I do this? Um, wait, what is Oh, uh, what is the short one that I used to play? I'm going up in my notes to try and find it. Um, because I particularly like this one because of the action. Uh, SP. XU. It's changed it to my notes. Um, I wrote SB. Shame on me. Um, SPXU, which is a uh, ultra triple lever. Um, this one you would have been out with an 11% gain on June 27th. So yet uh, just two days ago, uh, you don't have a MACD cross up yet on this one. So I would particularly wait for this one, but I do like it. Again, you bought this one uh, on June 8th at 1661, and you got out with an 11% gain, but that's way off the top. So you sold at about 18. This one went all the way up to 22. SPXU. Again, it's shorting the S&P. I, I like it. Um, and, and there were a couple of reasons why I like it. I won't necessarily go into details, but uh, find your own S&P short if you like it. This one is triple levered. Uh, this is not something that you hold on to. This is something that you absolutely 100% trade. Yesterday, SQQQ up almost 10%. Uh, you are out of this one in the algorithm. The, the MACD is starting to cross up. It's not crazy crossing up. So I don't think I would buy it right here. Um, you know, Uvixi. Uh, Uvixi closed yesterday at 1428 probably going to be down today. Does that mean you buy SVIXI? Probably not. Uvixi's at 14.28. It's opening up flat. Uh, SVIXI closed at 48.46. That's where it's opening up, 48.46. SVIXI's average weighted price, VWAP, um, volume weighted average price, 48.26. Uvixi's VWAP is 14.45. So, 
you know, you tell me which one's going to go up. The volume weighted average on Uvixi is higher. Uh, the volume weighted on SVixi is lower. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be that one. Now, DRV, we talked about this is shorting the real estate um, market. Um, what is it? Uh, DV. Oh, I missed this. DRV, there it is. DRV. Why was it doing that? Um, you would have been out of this one June 24th. We talked about this one. June 24th, you would have gotten out with a 6% gain, but you could have gotten your 10% out of this one. You're not in. The MACD is starting to cross up on this one. Um, this one is trading at 49.63. Um, it is at 50. You know, pre-market. Again, the 10-day volume is 590,000. The 90-day is 271,000. The problem with this one is it's a very small float. There are very few shares. Again, 500,000 shares is not a lot to trade in a day. So if you're throwing money into this, like a thousand, um, you know, a thousand shares, say you're throwing $50,000 into this and you're throwing a thousand shares because you're sure that the real estate market is going, uh, going to go down. It's a triple levered, uh, real estate bear. Um, if you're throwing that amount of money into that, expect it to take a little while to fill. You know, again, I don't think you should buy a, a thousand shares all at once. I think you should, you know, buy a hundred shares at, a t at an allotment time. Um, uh, I haven't taken a look at the, in the recent uh, level two data on this one, but it does take a while to, uh, to go through. Uh, Rio. We're looking at Rio. I'm going down my list here because I've got a ton. Uh, Rio, like I said yesterday, 6325 uh, was the actual trigger in the afternoon candle. We had a MACD cross up, 6325. The RSI is at 36. Again, this one is embroiled in scandal. Uh, this is a mining company. Uh, if we go to Finviz and we type in Rio Tinto, uh, RIO is the symbol, 12.54% uh, dividend yield. The last downgrade was an uh, equal weight, so it's a downgrade. The last upgrade was June 7th, about 10 days beforehand, uh, with a 92 to 93 um, buy target. Um, Stock has been sliding, but fundamentals look long. Is you know this is the uh, the first news story on Finviz. Is the market wrong? Well, I think the market might be wrong. Again, it engages in exploring mining and processing mineral resources around the world: aluminum, copper, diamonds, gold. These are commodities. Copper's been sliding. You know, a lot of these uh, commodities have been sliding. I, you're back to levels that you were in December of last year. You went all the way up to 84 during this commodity kind of quote-unquote crunch. Now, uh, do I think you're going back up to the 90s? Probably not. But do I think you're going into the 70s? I think 71 is a realistic number. So uh, I'm not putting any money into it right now. I want to see what it does on this next, um, next couple of days. Uh, will I buy it this week? I don't know. Again, buying something before a three-day weekend, I'm not a big fan of. But Rio Tinto is one that I've noticed. I've been watching. I like it. Uh, Devin, we talked about. Um, Micron, MU, was down yesterday. Again, we had a buy at 56.61. You're trading at 57.85. Um, their earnings are coming out tomorrow. 
after the bell. Um, $58 is the pre-market ask. So it's, it's up slightly, up slightly. Uh, it's $2 more than what the algorithm says, which, you know, 5%, 4%, 5%. Um, their earnings are coming out Thursday. I, I like it. It's just in this market. Do I know where this one's going? No, but there is a gap here between 60 and 62. It's not a huge number up. Um, you know, they, the, the problem that you have with this earnings season is if Micron decides to give forward guidance and it lowers, and, and that's pro- kind of the overall thing is in the middle of July, as we get into earnings season and, and the first week in July, next week, um, as we get into earnings, if these companies start taking down their earnings estimates, you're going to start seeing these stocks' prices slide. And there's no way that the estimates stay. There's no way. You know, Nike didn't offer any guidance. That, that, that was worse than offering guidance because the street said, ah, you know what? F you. You're not going to offer guidance. We're not going to reward you with a stock price that goes up. So I think in the middle of July, you're going to start looking again in Nike, by the way, uh, buy on the algorithm uh, at 110. We didn't play this one for earnings because I just wasn't sure where it's going to go. It's at 102. If it gets under 100, buy it. I, I, again, I think, you know, Nike, the performance chart of the algorithm, you make 9% over 500 candles. You make 7.4% uh, after that. Uh, or I'm sorry, buying and holding over 1,000 candles. So. Uh, I'd like Nike, I, I, you know, I'm an Under Armour wearer, but Nike with China opening, I, I think it's a no brainer. Um, so Micron on earnings, I, I think it's a gamble, but if you had to hold that one long-term, I think you're fine. That's where I'm kind of going on that one. I like it before the earnings because if you have to hold it long-term, I think you're okay. Um, let's look at UCO. Oil again is up in the pre-market. Uh, a buy in the algorithm at forty-six sixty-three, and that's exactly where it's trading. Um, it is at the bid and the ask forty-seven eighty-five, so it's up a dollar. Closed at forty-six sixty-five. Um, it's up a dollar. The MACD's crossing up. I, I can't imagine that the oil doesn't go to one forty. I think you can easily wait for this one to go to fifty dollars per share on UCO. Uh, I think that's a, a real possibility. You know, again, I hate holding it over the three-day weekend because there could be an Iran deal. Venezuela could come out and pump more. Uh, Biden could go visit the Saudis, and all of a sudden we've got more uh, more production per se. Blah blah blah. But uh, I do like this one, CVX, which is Chevron uh, Corporation. Uh, they had a MACD cross up yesterday, one forty nine fifty six. They are trading over one fifty right now. I kind of said, hey, grab this one under 150 because I think it's going to 160, uh, you know, right back there. So you're at 149.56 on the algorithm. XOM, probably another, uh, oh, stop. I opened up something on this one. Uh, XOM, uh, we are looking at a MACD cross up at $90.85. I said, buy this under 90. No brainer. Again, energy, great opportunity. Um, XOM, uh, Oxy, Oxy is one. It's over sixty. 
Uh, it's at 61.6250. This one be careful of. Uh, there could be a rug pull on this one. Uh, they got a MACD cross up. The RSI is, uh, is trending upward pretty quickly at 55. Um, I would say sell at about 65. I think the 50 days at 64. If this one gets to 65, I would say sell. Um, that's probably where I'm pulling the trigger on this one. Uh, Tom favorite OAS again. Uh, I think this one had the, the dividend, uh, MACD trigger, uh, 140, uh, 48. Let's see, I have a blue mark here. Oh, it's trailing up. Uh, 145 is the, the ask. Um, so the, the volume weighted average price is 138. Uh, it's trading for 145. Again, remember, 10-day volume is 620,000. 90-day volume is 376,000. Um, so this is a small cap, only $2.76 billion. If you're throwing large money into this, just be careful um, because it is hard to fill some of those orders uh, on lower ones. Fang, love this one. Let's see, did we have a MACD cross-up? We did have a MACD cross-up, 129.86 uh, on this one. I like it. I like it a lot. I think you're running up to 155 again on this one. The last uh, purchase on this one was at 132 um, back on May 23rd. And the algorithm had you sell with a 12% gain, but you easily could have run that all the way up to 18% to 160. Um, so uh, I think this one's running up again. 129.86. I may get into this one. Uh, PXD. Uh, Pioneer Natural Resources. You had a MACD cross up yesterday at 236.75. It's trading at 235. Let's see. PXD. Um, 243 is the S, but there's not a lot of pre market in this one. Just to give you an idea, this one 10 day volume is 4 million, 4.6 million. 90 day volume is 2.7 million. This is a large cap company, so you shouldn't have a problem filling orders on that one. Uh, Marathon Petroleum which is another one. Uh, MPC is the symbol. Um, you had a MACD cross up at 88.71 yesterday. This MACD is super, super low. The RSI is at 39. Buy it. Probably going up to 100. At least 100. <clears throat> so, you know, that's nice 10% gain on this one. I, I think you've got it. I mentioned yesterday that I loved Qualcomm and the MACD had crossed up at 126.20. I did not buy. I've been killing this one. You know, I've been touting this one since the 170s. Um, I, I've missed this one all the way down. I said, hey, it's a good company. It's at nine price, you know, forward earnings. Um, Apple, there, there was a report yesterday. Apple failed on their 5G chips. So what does that mean? They have to go back to Qualcomm and renew the contract with Qualcomm to buy more chips. Well, if Apple did fail, that puts every uh, negotiation favor in Qualcomm's corner. So Qualcomm can hold Apple to the fire because, again, Apple, if they failed on their, their chips, boom. Uh, this one is trading. Uh, it was up, I think, 4 or 5% yesterday. Um, let's see where it's at today. 131.60. So it's right where it closed yesterday. Um, this one went all the way up to 136 yesterday. 
on that Apple News. Um, you could have gotten it for one twenty six. You'd be probably in the <clears throat> the positive side. Um, the RSI right now is at fifty five. The MACD's crossing up. Eh, I don't know that I'm super happy with that jump. Um, again, in a market prior to doing this one, do I think you've got lower on this one? Um, if I look at the daily, you've got some pretty good support here around one twenty. And it's not like 120 is a bottom. There is a gap here between 194 way back in October. Uh, I'm sorry, August 2020, uh, where it gapped up. It hasn't filled that gap. Um, if I go back to that gap and pull the, uh, the volume by price, we've broken through every, uh, every support uh, on volume by price. Uh, essentially, you do have a, a, a kind of shelf here at 115. Um, and if we broke through that shelf, I would totally expect it to go down to 100. Um, but there is a significant shelf here, uh, right about 124. And I think that's where you're seeing this support. Now, if the market gets pulled down, this one could be in trouble. Um, let's look at WEAT, the ETF. Um, for wheat, because again, I think you're having food shortages. Um, this one, uh, MACD hasn't, it started to cross up at 946. You could probably ride this to about a um, 11. So I, I think a good 10% gain on this one, um, just based on food shortages. But the volume, again, this one has been, you know, the volume is up. Um, volume is going to drive this one either you know, up or the lack of volume would drive this down. But this one hit back in March, $12.59. You're trading at $9.46. There is no reason for this one not to go up with food shortages coming. General Mills, GIS, is one that just reported earnings. Um, they had good earnings. Uh, the MACD is way up there. The RSI is at 64. Uh, again, with food shortages, I wouldn't necessarily um, uh, buy this one right now. But it's one I've got my eye on. Revlon. Uh, there was a story on CNBC yesterday about Revlon and how uh, Wall Street bets and retail investors think that this one's the next one. And they were quoting Reddit on this one. That's when you know it's over. Revlon's at $5. Uh, it, it, it's not going anywhere. Uh, if it goes down to $2, maybe you can buy it and double your money to $5 during the bankruptcy. <clears throat> but when CNBC starts reporting on stuff like this, it's over. Um, the bid is $5.07. The ice is $5.11. Uh, the volume weighted average price is $5. Again, $5 is probably it. I, I just don't see it coming. Uh, another energy name that I own with an 8% dividend, MPLX. MACD cross up at $29. You're trading at $29.80 right now. Uh, XLF, uh, because the financials passed their, uh, their term, interest rates are going up. Consumer still seems to be strong. You had a MACD cross up here at 3133. You're only at 3192. So uh, I, I think you could buy this one again before a long weekend. I don't know. Uh, not one of my favorites. NVIDIA is an interesting one. I posted about this one yesterday. 
it has been setting up right around anything below 160 has been a buy on this one because twice now it's kind of come down to this level and 160 has been a, a, a bounce level for this. Now, uh, on the four-hour chart, there is a gap that hasn't been filled between 148 and 149. That is from May of 2021. Again, that's on a four-hour chart. So I, I'm not a huge believer that the gaps need to be filled on a four-hour chart. When I go to a daily um, and you go back to COVID, there's a gap here between 54 and 56. Do I think that one's getting filled? Absolutely freaking not. When I, I bring back this um, volume-weighted average price to the time where it was trading at about 120, uh, there is a significant volume shelf at 142. Do I think you're killing yourself by buying it here under 160 um, at 159? No. You know, could it go down to a 143 with that volume shelf right there? Absolutely. Um, on a daily, you've, you've had the death cross um, back on April 20th. They've had their ex-dividend date. Their earnings are coming up on August 17th. You don't have a hell of a lot of catalyst on this one. Would I buy it today? Probably under 150. If you don't have a position in this one, I would probably start one. Um, this is one of those that almost everyone agrees could be a, uh, an Apple 10 years from now, uh, could be an Amazon 10 years from now. Um, one of those kind of quote unquote life changing stocks. Now, here's the thing. They just went for what was it? Four for one split. And then it was trading at four hundred dollars. Um, this, you know, this one at its absolute high was at, um, let's see, three hundred and fifty dollars. You're at one fifty nine. Uh, I think you're going up to two hundred in a semi healthy economy um, with chips. I think this one goes back to two hundred. Uh, so I, I, again, do I think you're hitting those one forties? I think you could, but five years from now, are you upset that you bought in the one fifties? Probably not. Um, Tesla, we talked about KZR, uh, which was one yesterday. This was one where they had a, um, neurological with lupus. Uh, it did not hold its gains. So um, this one went from, when I talked about it yesterday, um, we were at about $11. It's at $8.39 right now. Um, again, it's a micro cap, but they do have 7 million shares on 10-day volume, 1.6 million on 90-day volume. So the volume's there. Uh, this one you could probably trade. The VWAP's at eight thirty. Um, it is now trading at 832 is the ask 829 is the, uh, the closing of yesterday, 830, you know, eight is the ask. So, uh, do I think you could trade this day's range from yesterday was $7 and 83 cents all the way up to $11 and two cents. Uh, that's just during market hours. It was way up, uh, at 1167. Yeah. Uh, 1194. Almost $12. And then the rug just got pulled yesterday on it. It's an interesting one. Uh, I wanted to see if it held it. Uh, Cleveland Cliffs. Let's pull up Cleveland Cliffs. I'm still not sure. You know, iron ore, commodity. This is getting killed in the commodity crisis uh, where commodities are just coming down. Again, 
Uh, I played this one from, I think, 19 to 22. It went all the way up to 32, so I got out early. Am I upset about that? Absolutely not. I pulled my profits. Um, 16.95 is the buy in the uh, algorithm. Uh, you are trading at 15.90. I said anything under 16. I think you should get in. The RSI, this one's just oversold. It's at 38. Um, at its low a couple of days ago, it was at 17. That's when it was trading in this range. So I think that their earnings are coming up on July 20th. Um, when I look at a daily and I look at, let's look at some volume shelf levels here. Um, when I look at the daily and I pull it back to kind of when it got into this range, because um, from uh, September 2020 to January 2021, it really kind of went, it traded from $5 all the way up to $15. Um, and then it's kind of floundered in this. It went all the way up to 30, but it was a long trudge up and down up to 30. Uh, this is one that I particularly like to trade because again, the volatility is kind of there. Now, when I look at this one, there is a significant volume shelf here between the $16 and $17. Um, that's where this one likes to go to the bottom. Uh, do I think that, you know, there, there's a time here in March of 2021 where you got down to 1267, um, and then immediately back, shot back up to the 16th. Uh, there's a time in late March, 2021 where it got down to the 14th and it shot up to 20. Um, you know, I'm seeing these, this volatility up, uh, I'm seeing this huge since April, uh, April 2022, huge just downturn. There's some gaps here on the daily that need to be filled on the way up between 18 and 20. I think that gets filled. So I like Cleveland Cliffs. I may put some money into it. Uh, Target, unnecessarily beaten up. Remember the Target CEO said, hey, we've got some inventory problems and the, the, the stock gapped down from 200 down to about 150. So you've got this enormous gap here between 167 and 212. Um, it is down again yesterday because the consumer, again, is considered weak. Um, their margins are going to be completely uh, wacky. Um, in this one, the performance chart, your algorithm makes you 65%. The buying and holding makes you 22%, uh, which is one that we like because that means the algorithm has kept us out of these quote-unquote uh, huge downturns, even though it didn't. Um, it likely did, but it really didn't because, like, for instance, it got us in May 17th uh, in the morning, and it told us to get out May 17th in the afternoon. Well, you probably couldn't have, uh, and it already gapped down. So, um, But, again, I, I, I like Target as a long-term buy. Um, it is up in the pre-market. There is not a MACD crossover. Um, but there was one back on uh, June 16th at 144.92, which is kind of where you're trading right now. Uh, you're at 144.75. So I, again, I think you, you've been in this one for a while. You're in it now. Do I think that the MACD is crossing down? The RSI is kind of trending down. I don't expect this one to be a huge uh, gainer, but if you wanted to get in, I think you're, you're capitulating here between 140 and 145. Um, don't try and time it. Just get into it. I, I like it. Pinterest has a new CEO, and the uh, 
The stock is up about 4% in pre-market. We are in this one, supposedly. Uh, June 24th, there was a buy at $22. The algorithm makes you 21%. Buying and holding makes you 31%. This one has just been a nightmare all the way from 25 down to 22. Um, let's see where you are in the pre-market so that we can tell. Uh, pre-market, um, ah, it's all over the place. Um, oh, wait. No. Uh, pins, P-I-N-S. Look, I was looking at the India ETF, just FYI. I forgot the S. I knew it was wrong. Um, yeah. So this one loses you 64% in the algorithm, 14% buying and holding. So whole different story. God, why was I so wrong? Um, 1857 is your buy-in. Again, you're still in this one, 1857. It's up at 1971. Um, let's look at pins. Uh, I had to edit out a sneeze there. Um, pins is up at $20.59 in the pre-market. Again, the algorithm has you buy in at 1857. Probably a good buy. Nobody would have guessed this one. MACD's crossing down. I wouldn't expect this one to be a continued buy. Good news is they have a new CEO. Um, let's see. ENPH. Uh, they've had some big insider selling um, of recent. This is Enphase. This is a solar one. You are in this one at 192.28, but it's trading around 190. Um, so it, this one went all the way up to 207. Um, the MACD is about to cross down, so I don't think that there's a buy today. Their earnings are coming up on July 26th. But as far as the insider selling, um, you've had this uh, Katharomanen Barajan director sold 39,000 shares. June 23rd, Joseph Malchow, um, a director sold uh, 13,000, 2.4 million. Um, the Katharamanda uh, sold 15 million. Uh, June 10th, he also sold um, 5 million on uh, June 2nd. I mean, just in June, these guys have sold, you know, something like uh, $30 million, uh, close to probably close to $35 million worth of stock. Um, does that mean it's a top? I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's not, you know, in phase. Let's look at it on, uh, <clears throat> on Finviz. Their forward PE is 44. So it, it is a bit inflated. Um, five stocks to watch. The Investor's Business, da business Daily has and PH as five ones to watch. Performance year to date is up 4%. Solar. This is a solar technology firm. Again, it's energy. It's solar. Um, let's look at Zim. There was an article I posted about Zim. I think I did from Seeking Alpha um, that said, hey, this is one. This is a shipper, and um, I haven't been big on shippers of late, and the reason is because we do have uh, some logistical issues where companies have larger inventory, so they're not shipping as much. Uh, China's been shut down, so there's been some holdup in the China ports. It's opening back up again. Um, this one is their RSI is at 36. That MACD is super, super low. Last time this MACD was down this low uh, was in April, where you went from 55 all the way up to 70. Do I think you could rise from 47 here? Uh, I, I, 
again, their earnings are not coming up until August 16th. So you've got quite a, quite a ways to go until you uh, get some type of catalyst in this one. Um, I've liked this one in the past. Uh, I, I think it's down there. Could be an opportunity for you, uh, but I'm not necessarily looking at this one right now. Fortinet, FTNT. Um, this is a cybersecurity play. You are in this one at $55, $55.20 as far as June 22nd. Um, I think you're trading at $57. Their earnings are coming up July 28th, so you've got about a month. This one doesn't look, you know, the RSI is trending downward. I would kind of hold off on this one. The reason why I bring it up is because they did just have a big five-for-one split on June 22nd. Um, And I do, you know, again, when I look at this one, uh, let's look at it in Finviz. It is a cybersecurity Fortinet. Um, it's a cybersecurity one, and their forward PE is 46. But when you look at some of their, uh, their other uh, competitors, the forward PE on CrowdStrike is 98. Um, uh, Palo Alto, which is another one, uh, their forward PE is 53. Zscaler, um, ZS. Their forward PE is 147. So when I look at Fortinet, um, I, I tend to think their five for one split is a good catalyst. Performance for the year to date is down 20%. From this time last year, it's up 15%. Um, in the last week, it's up about 2%. So I like it. I think the five for one split was smart. Uh, you know, again, post split. Does it go back up to 70? Maybe. Uh, I, I think you've, you've had a, a good run on this one. The MACD is crossing down. I would kind of wait for a week on this one, but I'll bring it up again. Uh, podcast favorite, favorites. And boy, this is going to be a long podcast. Abvi, um, 143 was the buy-in. You're at 152. It's been a great buy. You've got your dividend coming up on July 14th. Uh, that's why I'm bringing it up. July 28th is the... Uh, the earnings. Uh, the RSI right now is at 65. I would not buy this one right now. Uh, I think you wait for it to come under 150 if you're looking to buy it. If you're looking at the 143 bot purchase, I think you hold on until um, the, the, the July 14th dividend. Um, you, if you want to take some profits now, I think you'd take some profits now, maybe buy it back under 140 uh, before the dividend. You know, Again, if you're looking just to take some some taxes. If it's in an IRA, might as well sell it. Just buy it back before the dividend if you want the dividend. Uh, SPG, which is Simon Property Group, which I've loved. I've recommended all the way from 140, I believe. Um, there was a $95 purchase on June 22nd, and you're at $99 right now. Um, I think that's the one. Uh, their ex-dividend date was June 8th. Again, I've been liking this one all the way from, since the 140s. Uh, I've owned it several times, losses, gains. Um, I've been in and out of this one. Their earnings are coming up August 1st. Um, I wouldn't expect the earnings on this one to be a catalyst because I do think that they're having some issues. Um, but I do like this one. It's, it looks like it's going to cover this gap between 99 and 101. So, uh, do I buy it for a 2% gain? Nah, I kind of stay away from this one. Uh, MRNA interesting about the new boosters for Omicron. Um, there are new uh, boosters that are focused on Omicron from Pfizer and from Moderna. Um, 
The stock is a buy at 132. It's at 142 uh, in the uh, algorithm. I'm sorry, it's trading at 142, but it's a buy in the algorithm at 132. Now, here's the thing about Moderna. Yeah, you're going to hear a lot of things about the boosters, blah, blah, blah. Congress hasn't approved buying them. So uh, the U.S. government's the largest purchaser of these vaccines for Pfizer and from Moderna. We ship them overseas. We use them in our uh, country. There are a lot of purchases from the U.S. government. Without the U.S. government purchases, these are just okay stocks. Again, if Moderna announces, hey, we've got a flu vaccine, boom, you're going to see this one fly. Um, I don't think you buy it here. I think you kind of, you know, wait for the MACD to cross down. The RSI is at 56. I think it's going to go back down to 30s. So uh, hold on on the, this one. Uh, FDX, which is a one that I bought and sold around earnings for a nice 2% gain a couple of days ago. They're having their investor day today, um, and they're trading at 240. Um, I think this one I sold, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I sold this one. It was a quick, like 219 to 230 or something. Um, there's a gap up here. 240. Um, I, I, again, their RSI is at 63. I wouldn't buy it here. I think they're going to go down. Uh, but their investor day is today. Uh, and that is it. Those are all the stocks that I look at. Again, I think today, uh, let's take a look at the futures. Jim Cramer just came on um, CNBC, so he's probably hyping up Ford or saying, I don't know why Disney's down, or telling us who uh, called him over the weekend. So the futures are down. Dow futures are up slightly. Um, S&P futures are down by uh, uh, implied open of you know down two. So 38.21, you'd be at 38.19. Uh, NASDAQ's down by 16. So it's flat. I think you're going to see this up and down. There's just no news in the market that's driving this stuff. So uh, trade it. I do like um, the uh, the short SPXU. I like Uvixi. Uvixi at 14. Uh, I liked it at 13. Remember how I said when it dips under 14? Buy it. You're at 14.42 right now. That VIX is at 28. Wants to go to 30. There's a, a, a nice you know, 10% move for you. So uh, I think this one moves. You know, again, I, I would probably wait for the day. I don't think that I'd buy Uvixi right now, but you had Uvixi at 1330 yesterday at open. Uh, and it went up to 1430. So hitting almost 1450. So you're at 1442. Um, the VWAP on this one is 1444. I'd probably wait for this one to head more for, towards 1420. I think that's where I'd buy it today. Um, it looks like the, you know, on, the, on a two-day chart, the, the RSI is at 47. The MACD is kind of crossing down. So I, I think if, you were, if I were doing this one on a short term, I'd, that's where I'd go. Um, KZR, interesting chart. like that one. Um, EVFM, this one's huge. Uh, Biosciences, 93 cents. Yesterday's range was 90, 92 cents to $1.50. Uh, oh, yeah. If you think that we're not going down, by the way, TQQQ. I think you've still got some downside on the, the NASDAQ, so SQQ is probably where I would play it. Um, in fact, let's look at TQQ on the algorithm. I'm going to look at SQQQ first. Um, you got out of this one on June 27th, so two days ago, Monday. 
uh, with a 5% gain. And it would would have been crazy for you to hold on all the way down that one. Um, But the RSI is at 51. So let's look at TQQQ. Um, Yeah, you're in TQQ at 2496. 2480 is where it's uh, trading right now. Uh, I don't know that I'd buy it here. 2474 in the pre-market. That RSI is trending downward. 43. I wouldn't buy it here. I'd wait. Again, the MACD is kind of going to cross down. I think this 2496. I think you're going to take a loss on that trade. Um, in June 16th, it was 21. I think that was the time to buy it, and it was clear because it was oversold. The RSI was at 29. Um, the RSI went all the way down to 27, so I think it was clear to buy it then. Uh, I don't think that it's super clear to buy it now. Just my guess, but I do like the SPXU. Um, I'm sorry, which one is it? Which one do I like? SPXU. Let's look at that one on the chart real quick before I go. I might as well make you guys wait and listen to me for another 10 minutes. Uh, SPXU. Yeah, that MACD is going to cross up. I like this one more than the, uh, you know, that, that RSI is at 50. Uh, I think you buy this one. I would probably wait to buy it at about an 18 handle. 1968 is where it's trading right now. Let's see. Uh, pre-market 1960. I think you wait for an 18 handle on this one. Um, and I think you pull the trigger. The VWAP is at 1970. Uh, that's right where it's trading. So, uh, again, 24 million shares in 10 day, 90 days, 28 million. So I, I think the volume is going to switch on this one real quick. Anyway, talk to you tomorrow.